right, welcome to episode nine of the Listen In Podcast. That's number nine. Jake will have you know that Revolution 9 by the Beatles is a top 10 Beatles song of all time. I've never said that once. <laughs> I've never but said that once. that's a conversation for a different podcast. It, we'll get into that at some point. But today... What's your favorite Beatles song? My favorite Beatles song is I'm Only Sleeping. Okay. Which I think we may have talked about. We did. Yeah, we did. We talked about that. Stones cover? A Stones cover? No. They wrote that one. Lennon wrote that one himself. If you haven't noticed, listeners, we have a couple of guests. We've got our first guest ever on the podcast. We have with us Cam Boucher. Do you go Cameron or Cam? Cam. Cam Boucher. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Cam Boucher. Don't call me late for dinner. I never would. (laughs) I never would. And Adam Ackerman of Sorority Noise. How are you guys? Doing well. We're doing great. We just finished a drive up from Philadelphia. That's right. How was that drive? It was I slept most Adam of the way. Slept. That's just like beautiful. it was kind of just like oh worry, we're touring again soon. Like yep. basically touring is just like I drive alone in a van. <laughs> well, <laughs> somehow every now and then people appear as ghosts in the back and ask me to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just what it is. So it's like I cuz I could just drive for like 8 hours right. probably. Like we can't even smoke cigs in the van. I could probably just do 8 hours just clean, get to there, come out and I'm fine cuz cuz I don't know. I get to control the music, so I really nothing bothers me. And the Adam can just sleep through anything. Like I'd he sleep the can just be like, "All right, time to go to bed," and he just sleeps. That's how I have the same. <laughs> I have the same ability. It's kind of a, uh, yeah. I can also do that it's, too. Technically, it's a gift. It's useful. And so this was a six-hour drive from Philly back. Yeah, yeah, right. That was like an easy. It's just like we can't smoke in the van, so our friend Zach, who does like merch with us and yeah. like also lives with Ickes. You, you know Zach Ickes? I know of him. We I've seen Joe's together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He Dude, was my grade. Three St. Joe's alum. <laughs> and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But uh were either of you in Fiddler? No. No. I, I no. Was. So here's the thing. Cam, <laughs> this is like a homecoming oh, you, for for day. Cam here because right. Because um Cam grew up in the greater Manchester, New Hampshire area <laughs> with with us and went mm-hmm. to school with us mm-hmm. um, at St. Joe's for junior high and then Central High School. How's it feel to, to be back? Do you feel like you're, you're showing everybody up? No. Showing the world? <laughs> I wish that I was verified on Twitter when I was in high school because I think people would have liked me more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I come home, I just like see the same, like not the same people, but like I see my old friends and then they just say, Saw you playing a show on Instagram. It was something like that. Like, what? <laughs> and uh, then I, uh, and they're like, when are you playing nearby? And uh, usually it's like not for like three months, so I forget about it and they forget about it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. That's usually how it goes. So it's chill though. I love New Hampshire. I was like thinking about how grateful I am to like have been raised here because truly is a great, like especially this area of Hooks in New Hampshire. I don't know. It's just like beautiful and I definitely at the high school we went to like definitely received one of the better educations I could have <laughs> I can't tell if this is becoming no, tongue in cheek no no or, I think okay. I think like the, the level 4 program that I like we did it oh oh level 4 mm-hmm. so that's, did you name it after that yeah that's what, so we yeah. were driving up here listening to it and I was like I bet they named it because they were like assholes that were in level 4 class no yeah. well, we were, well, we, were yeah. we were assholes but we weren't it wasn't related to that we were in we became like friends in the same English class shout out yeah. to Selma not that class, but yeah, shout Sears? out to Selma if she's listening. Yeah. Not that class, different class. Sears, yeah, Sears, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who you had the year after? Yeah, Sears was my wrote my only college recommendation letter. Wow, really? Yeah, she was awesome. She's I a good teacher. Miss Sars. She's a very good teacher. Shout out to Miss Sears, friend Big of the pod. Big shout yeah. out to Miss Sears. <laughs> Big, huge, friend huge, of the pod. friend of the pod. Long time friend. Uh, but for anybody who doesn't know, Level Four Media is the name of our blog website where we I think we mentioned this last time where we do a lot of posts. We post our podcast there. 
but yeah, Jake and I, we we named it after our level four English class. <laughs> yeah. That's where we met. That's where this, this music where discussion this started. Yeah. So you two are in Sorority Noise yep. together. Uh, Philly-based band. Now? Now. I, I, sure. We're yeah. like a we'll take greater it. Northeast-based band. Okay. <laughs> like, we, the band started in Connecticut with me and two members who are not in the band anymore, Kevin and Jason. Played a band bad, some bad blood there? No, they're, no we're no. still great friends. They played I stayed a band at their called, house last week. I'm okay. saying that we're staying at their house on Saturday. Very nice. Uh, but they're like, they're awesome people. They play in this new band called Queen Moo that is just, they rip so hard. They're so good. And so, uh, and Xander's as well. And uh, what was I talking about? Um, <laughs> You're talking about where, how you guys where, got where we, where we Oh, yeah, so we started in Connecticut, and then Adam joined, and Adam's from New Jersey. So I'm from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And then we they when they left, um, we had Ryan McKenna, who was going to school in Worcester at the time, but is also a New Jersey native. And Charlie Singer, who is from Manchester here. Another central alone. So, like, whenever right. we have yep. to explain it, we're, like, at no point are any of us living in the same state. Actually, at no point are any of us living in the same two states. Yeah. We could, we could legitimately <laughs> say most places on the East Coast <laughs> and... Like, I don't think anybody would have the science <laughs> to dispute it. People would just, right. no, the, they don't have the science yet, probably. Yeah. So so here's my question is, and I, I know this is probably kind of, how would you describe your sound for anyone who hasn't heard you? If, yeah, if, how would you describe the sound of your of sorority noise I if you I had to? I just say alt-rock, because it was so much easier to describe music in, like, 2007, <laughs> when, like, alt-rock was a genre. Yeah. And then, like, everyone was like, all right, let's, like, just dig in and make more genres so I can, like, actually know what I like for music. I really wish if that if like I could just be like yeah we play alternative music and like you understood if I was like it's two thousand and seven it's two thousand and seven we play alternative music just that kind of music I don't know really emotionally driven music some may call it emo uh, (laughs) and some might also call it pop punk Um, both have been thrown around yeah so yeah I wanted to ask you about that because that is something that gets brought up in like every review especially by Ian Cohen who we were talking about before he throws around term emo, pop punk all the time. Do you feel like you associate with that? or? Yeah, I do, because I know he's coming from like a genuine place. There mm-hmm. was like a whole movement of emo music between the 90s and the early 2000s that was like truly revolutionized the music scene. I mean, without the middle, Jimmy World would have just been another one of those bands that kind of got swept under the rug at that point. And bands like American Football and Mineral and Sunday Real Estate are now capitalizing on the fact that people are blogging about emo music mm-hmm. and bring kind of the revival is reviving the revival again. And um, I don't actually think it was something that ever went away. I don't know why it's called revival, because I think this genre, I could paint you a map and a chronological list of like bands that could be branded under the emo genre from like now to like the mid '90s. You know what, what I mean? Very. So I, it's just like something that got in and out of the popular eye, and bands like My Chemical Romance, who I love, don't mm-hmm, get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they took this term. And people started describing emo as meaning that made the public think that every emo band wore eyeliner, full makeup, and had a uniform <laughs> when right. with their band. But that wasn't necessarily the fact, because there was always things going on that were true to what, I guess, you know, Elliot Smith can be considered an early per- person that represented emo, and Nick Drake, even back going that yeah. far. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's something, it just, it just stands for emotionally driven music, and I think that there's a lot telling for that, so I have no real problem grabbing that title at all because I think what we do is emotionally driven music mm-hmm. or at least that's just how I write well so. you mentioned you mentioned like the idea of a revival and I think that is sort of a lot of what people are talking about with the scene you guys seem to be affiliated with 
And so there's actually kind of a couple questions here, but the first one is, do you th think, because I've, so Chuck Klosterman, are you familiar with, like he's a writer, mm -hmm. pop culture sort yeah. of writer. He said in a recent interview I was listening to <clears> that um, he thinks rock music in general is not only starting, but is already receding from the popular, like from popular culture in general. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys, and, and that, and I heard in another thing that that scene, this like sort of the emerging pop punk emo scene that's sort of coming back is like sort of the last holdout or, yeah. or the one sort of shining light of like real energetic revivalist rock music. Yeah. How did, so I guess my question, there's two parts. One, do you think that that's true, that like rock will recede from the culture? And two, like do you feel a part of something like that? I definitely feel a part of something like yeah. that. Well, I, I mean, at the same time, I don't think it's going to fade. Rock and roll... A noise pollution, that's for sure. <laughs> I was literally about to go there. But no, I don't know. Like, I feel like there, like rock music has evolved so much in the past couple of years that like it may have taken a different shape that people maybe don't recognize as much anymore. Like, especially in this like emo pop punk thing, because like I don't know, it's just gone through so much over the time, and it just has to fit into whatever society is now. But like. I think there's definitely, a, you know, a place for that music in today's like society for sure. So right. I don't know if it'll necessarily. I hope it doesn't die. I love rock. Yeah, and roll. I feel like anything I'm gonna say here is gonna make me sound like Dewey Finn. Yeah. School of rock. Right. Like, yeah. I wanted rock to go on this roll. thing that made like yeah. rock and roll is everything. I mean, it's an attitude, it's a right. state of mind. Yeah. Well, but I'm wearing a leather jacket <laughs> right now. Like rock and roll's not dead on me at least. No, I, it's, I don't. There's just like always been kick-ass rock bands. U2 has survived. Well, it's like I think U2 is a good example because if you look at really early U2, Joshua Tree War era U2, it kicks ass and they're like doing some delay-driven rock and roll music, which was new for the time and. People wanted to start, so people like brandished that as pop music. And if you look at pop music, there's a hell of a lot of rock bands that we just distinguish as pop now. Like a band we like called, what's that one song they have? Walk the Moon. Oh, yeah. That bridge in that Walk the Moon, or the pre-chorus. I'm not even familiar with it. It's just that 80s hair metal song. And they're like a really large pop band, and you got like, I don't know, Kings of Leon who stayed at the top for a while. It was a household name for a while, and if you can go back to their earlier albums and they're just like Black Keys level rock and roll band. So right. I think you know, Jack White, I think there's so many people still that are, but I don't think that rock and roll means the same thing that it probably did when it was incarnated. It's not the same kind of like, because punk took the rebellion aspect of that right. and like ran with it. And I don't even know a lot of times now if punk still is in it for the right reasons, if it's still the rebellion aspect or if it's just a style of music that people have adapted to to right. talk about anything they want. So yeah, genres are just crazy, and yeah. but I think rock is the biggest overarching thing. Anyone I talk to in my family that doesn't like, if I'm at like a family thing or talking to my dentist, shout out to <laughs> Dr. Coslett who took care of me with a friend of the pod, <laughs> with big, <laughs> big friend, of the big pod. friend of the pod, he just helped me out friend. with the teeth. He was great, really nice guy. We talked about I made a give me Novocaine Green Day joke and he got it. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. That sounds like a cool dentist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if chill. my dentist would pick up. <laughs> Mine would not. Uh, I was like, give me Novocaine. He was like, ha ah, my man. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> he said my man? Yeah, yeah, it was wow. really cool. It was great. That, so, uh, he sounds very, are you sure it was your dentist? <laughs> was someone off the street? Like an imposter? Who no, like, likes good music? It was great, but uh, I don't know. I describe him that I play in a rock band. And I just think it's, it's always been so encompassing. 
Oh, we both love jazz. I feel like we should, jazz is probably closer I, on the extinction list than rock and roll music. You know what I mean? So we talk jazz on this podcast probably more than we should, which we joke that it just alienates people who are listening and they're just going to turn it off. <laughs> because we both like jazz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, children do not like jazz. Nor children, should they. Children have become <laughs> irritable. They do not like jazz. Nor should they. It's put, jarring. Put a little yeah. jazz, a little boogie woogie. Have you seen well, that Tim and Eric skit where he's talking about j- play, they're doing like the jazz episode? I don't know if I have. I probably, like, I mean, you I came in on the six. I thought you were coming on the eight. Oh, oh yeah. And oh, like, it's just, it's yeah. so good. But well, yeah, anyway. that, how So how did you actually get started in music? Because you mentioned before we started recording, you were in the band at Central. And I know at St. Joe's you were too, right? Yeah. Was that saxophone, right? Yeah, I've been playing sax since I was like fourth grade. And this question's for both of you, by the way. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, I've I been playing sax since fourth grade, and then it always just sounds like, I feel like as soon as I start telling the story, like sad can, piano can, music just start playing in the background. <laughs> so I played the saxophone, and then uh, I was like one of my closer friends when I was in eighth grade passed away, and he played guitar, and I. This sounds so. I, so I started playing in with in his spot in the band and learning guitar that way and just like really started getting into guitar and writing music through like his passing and stuff like that and uh, so I never really took guitar lessons I just kind of just kept playing guitar a lot and, and, and uh, this happened around what age like how eighth grade thirteen eighth grade wow. so yeah I started playing guitar when I was thirteen tried to get in the band because he does like merch with us and Liz with us wouldn't let me in his, him and his friends band at St Joe's. Wow. They had more band names than band practices. <laughs> uh, I used to pass around this list. Of that, remember the, cat, the circle tables? Yeah. yeah. Was, okay, we were talking about this today. Tuesday was pizza day, right? Uh, I don't remember. It was. It okay. was, it right, was awesome. Tuesday. It was pizza day. That is correct. I can verify. That, wow, that's a better memory of middle mm-hmm. school than I have. Uh, <laughs> I was more drunk more often than <laughs> Middle school, best six years of my life. I don't know if you're going to beat the emotional impact of that story, but what about you? Uh, well, my parents... He's so good at music. Let me just My start pa- with that. He's I can one tell about the talent you're laying down. I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. Um, well, my parents uh, both played music. Uh, my mom uh, plays guitar and sings. My dad plays guitar and sings. And they started me on piano at like age five. So I took classical piano all the way through. Uh, I was probably 16 when I stopped taking lessons. But uh, I went to Catholic elementary school and then switched to public school for middle school. And didn't really have like any friends or anything. I transferred with like one other friend, um, and I was just kind of—I just needed something to do to like make friends. So I joined the band because I could play piano and I could read music really well. Um, and when I was in the band, I got put in the percussion section because I had no idea how to play any wind instruments. And percussion in middle school is just like ah, like we'll see you guys at the concert. (laughs) So they would shove us in a practice room and like, and it was just, it was, yeah, we just get ripped. (laughs) Um, And it was just like me and all the other kids who just like play, like everybody played guitar or drums or something like that. And I was like, Oh man, like I want to be cool. Like these kids, I want to play guitar. But then my hands were too tiny. So then, (laughs) so then I picked up a bass cause I was like, one note's easier. Uh, started playing bass and then picked that up really quickly and just started playing like in bands and stuff and you know started playing a lot more got into jazz and then uh, Cam and I actually met for the first time playing in a jazz combo together Wow! No in, kidding. Yeah, in college, Rene, Professor huh? Renee McLean's and he uh, hated me. He didn't like me at all. Okay, Adam, he didn't like the, the idea of Adam that. longboarded to and from class. I did. 
It was efficient. <laughs> he still has a nose ring. Uh huh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the nose ring when I met you. There's no way. No, I got it. I got it. My mouth. I got it December of that year that we met. So you met me with that. Well, no, you met I didn't me mind after you. I you were got talented it. as hell. I was just like, I guess when you go to your freshman year in college, you think you're a lot more hot shit than you are. <laughs> so I was going to school in New Hampshire. I was like top tenor saxophone all state when I was senior year in New Hampshire. But like, I think that goes for every basketball player in New Hampshire that's also been told they were the best in New Hampshire. <laughs> it's right, like, yeah. Florida exists. California <laughs> right. exists. Yeah, like, dude, right. Sorry, dude. They're like best 50 or like R1. Welcome to the yeah. big league. So right. when yeah. I got to my, like, we went to like a music jazz conservatory school and right. I went there and I thought I was fucking... I was not, I gave up on the saxophone almost immediately after <laughs> really? getting wow. to school. Not gave up, like, but like I was like, I switched my mindset from like I'm gonna be a great saxophone player to I wanna be a great musician and started playing guitar in bands and doing way more focusing outside on yeah. it. Bringing in incorp we both did that incorporating other types of music into jazz and like melodies and, and lending and I think that's important for all types of music to kinda revolve around that way. Right. But uh we played some we had shout outs to Glenn, the true hero of our oh. friendship. The drummer in our My combo. Boy. So I'm Adam was out. You were, were you number one all East Coast when you were a senior? In I was number two all East Coast. For I was the runner, runner up, wow. uh, which I'm bummed I didn't get that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had right. a, we had a great time, and uh, or we didn't. I guess we didn't have that great. Adam asked me to be in his pop punk band when we were freshmen. Yep. And I thought it was the wrong kind of pop punk. I thought it was like Dear Landlord or The Descendants, and it was like. It was like very breakdown driven. Yeah. Melodic rock. We were great. They're great. Adam also plays in a new band with the same drummer, though. That is yeah. very good. And so how did how do you guys end up now in a band together? So you that, We live together? No, how did you guys yeah. end up in a band together? Yeah, we point? lived together. Oh, you lived together? Yeah. Oh, that was your so answer. So we, Sorry. like, mm -hmm. our sophomore year, he moved off campus. I stayed on campus. Dealt with a lot of shit. Spent a lot of time at his house because it was just, like, a house off campus. That meant I wasn't on campus. Mm -hmm. And then those few of those moved out. And then just the, the trio... I didn't want, I didn't want to abandon the house, and I asked him and uh, two of my other friends at the time to move <laughs> on. Friends at the time? That's yeah. such a dark sentence. <laughs> They're still my friends. But, uh, wow, did, did that house go to shit. Yeah. I lived in a dumpster. There was nothing I could do. I, tr I tried so hard to keep it clean. And, you know, he did it. He thinks it was, he was no, such a prince. Hey, man, I was the only one that ever cleaned the bathroom. And that's not even true a little bit. No, that's very true. Except the, that's like, because you didn't clean any other you. part of the house. Oh, yeah, because I cleaned the bathroom this all is the good. Time. We're getting some, this is, this some, is, this is good. There's some drama documented. Uh, so whoever you're you're subtweeting right now, yeah. you can, we can show them that. No, that's cool. They know we'll what's up. The they, uh, they know what's up. They uh, yeah. So then we I started sorority noise. Yeah. Because I didn't Which, want to be in a screamo band anymore. <laughs> and old gray. Yes. Well, not that I didn't want to, but I wanted to do something else that was not like right. just like something that I could sing. And so, quick, qu what is the status of old gray at this point? Are you guys still? Do, uh, do Adam plays. Adam also. We just became like real close. Like yeah. real. Did you quick. guys become one sort of band that's both, Con in uh, essence, kind of almost. Uh, pretty much. We. I don't know. We're playing some shows soon. We're going to Europe. Uh, Old Grey is kind of just like in this Morpheus place where like I we have some songs written and have a new record ready. I just don't want to record it till I'm ready to do it because the band, playing it for like five really quickly, playing it for like five years aggressively like a lot. 
And it just like I have a lot of emotional things in, invested into that band that I don't necessarily want think that highlight me in the most positive representation at this point in my life. Right. So I kind of stopped doing it and started working on other things because I it helped my mental health. And you know, when you're in a band, you are writing songs about parts of your life that not necessarily do I want to like relive every time I pick up a guitar. So mm. I guess that's kind of why that we like stopped doing it as much. And uh, but we're still working on it uh, here and there. But Sorodin is just taking a huge. Uh, part of my life, but yeah, Adam and I are chill. We uh, <laughs> when I started the band, we I wanted him to join. Did we want you to join? Yeah. What <laughs> What happened was you guys started the band, and I I really wanted to focus on my other band, and and I was really stubborn about it because I'd been doing I'd been doing that music project since high school, and I really wanted it to like take off and like do stuff, and I was just terrible at it, and I couldn't like see what I was doing wrong at the time, and. They kept asking me, like, Adam, come on, join the band. And I was like, I, I, re- I don't know, man. I don't want to do this. His and then they were like, just, yeah, do you, you want to play guitar solos? And I was like, no. <laughs> I get to play guitar solos? Yeah. So, the, so now when we play live, uh, anytime we play Mediocre at Best, I wrote, like, I wrote the solo to that song in my head before like joining the band. And I play it the same way every night just to be like, this is, this is where it started. <laughs> just like pay my respects. That's yeah. Great. So, and yeah. So we just started another band. Like mm-hmm. that stuff I sent you. And that's uh, the thing I, that we wanted to get into too is that you guys, or I can at least. I mean, it's you're in this other band too. Mm-hmm. So, but you you guys are like spread pretty thin. You guys have a bunch of musical efforts going on, sort of. Yeah, at once. I started you, another band called Seeds. So Seeds. so, I so what's what's this new project about with the? Uh, it has know. a female lead singer, right? That's the thing. I don't know. I'm not it's sure yet. Kind of like. My friend Marissa wanted us to start a band, and I was like, let's start a band. Send her the songs, and she's going to write and sing over them. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I don't know. Music is just like, there's too much focused into, like, what has to become. So we have, like, Sorority Noise, and, you know, there's a clear, not clear, but, like, like all right, we finished the second record. What's next? Let's write a third record. There's you know expectations. I mean? There's, like, expectations with a band that you're sustaining life on, I guess. Not maybe sustaining life on, but... That is like your, that's like just my, what I do all the time is that mm. band. So like starting something new, I honestly probably have like five bands worth of material just sitting on my laptop that I've written at different times. Wow. That I just like don't, it'll do it when I want to do it. And so like we just like write music, I guess, and play music. So anytime we want to. Yeah, and especially for us because we listen to so much different music and we have so many different ideas. It's nice that like we have different outlets for different things because yeah. other times, you know, you can do like a Brandon Flowers and the Killers thing where like you that like eighties pop like starts really bleeding into the killers and you can kinda hear the rest of the band being like, Brandon, like <laughs> Really? Just like, yeah. Just like I like this, it but like yeah. like you should probably put this out with like somewhere else. You know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Maybe release this solo. Yeah, and, and then he does it and it's great. And and it exi- and they exist, you know, harmoniously but completely independently. Yeah. Sure, sure. So it's, so it's so we need that. Yeah. It's chill. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. It's fun. So you mentioned this tour. So you're going to Europe. We are. Which is England. England. That counts, dude. That yeah, counts. but don't, not okay. So it's like a rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. I think they, we're going to Europe. Like when I'd say like, oh, awesome! I'm so excited to go to Europe. 
But then you say to the people, they're like, well, you're not. Like, we said, first I was like, we're doing a tour of the United Kingdom. I'm like, well, I did not see Scotland on there. So. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude. And if we said Europe, people would be like, dude, are you fucking joking? Like, <laughs> clearly within going only 200 miles north and 200 miles yeah. south of the point you landed at. And it's like, word, I guess that would have to be clear that it's just England. <laughs> well, that's still, in our minds, that still counts. That's Europe. Um, so who who are you going with? Who's we're going with our four people total? Just the band Steroid Noise, also playing some songs as Old Gray. It's opening for yourself. That's a Brad. Uh, that's a Bradford Cox uh, opening for himself in Deer Hunter. Move. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's doing that right now. Dang. So Bradford Cox. Yeah, that... So what goes into the the decision to? Like, how do you know it's time to start doing some some gigs in 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 Europe or yeah, in, in England? We like, got asked. To, our friends in yeah. uh, Modern Baseball asked us to come with us and stars. play two shows with them, and we we're like, okay, well, we'll play some shows and some of our own shows and just meet you there. And they're playing enormous rooms. Like, it's just like playing those shows is going to be truly. I can't wait because it's fucking. It's like 1,300, 1,400 people in a different continent. Like, That's, yeah. we're playing some shows alone that I would hope maybe like 50, 60 people show up to, which would be more than anything That'd I could ever imagine. You know what I mean? We're in a different mm-hmm. fucking continent. Mm-hmm. But to cool. know that those shows with Modern Baseball have already sold out and there will be thousand plus people there is like That's so unbelievable to me. So they asked us to go and their show sold out really quickly. I think they're going back over there, right? They announced that tour with Pup. Yeah, they yeah did. so they're going back over to do the whole the whole European John, um, and then yeah, but we they invited us for some shows and so we're just doing like four or five others on top of it and then first time yeah. over the pond for you guys. <laughs> for Adam's been over before. Okay. I, w- I went to Italy in high school, but you didn't go touring in a band. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get to live out a dream or anything. <laughs> I mean, well, I did, but a different dream. So you mentioned modern baseball. Um, I mean, they're they're getting pretty pretty they, big right they're now. Doing I mean, really they're, well, they're, they're doing really. Yeah. They're doing they're all right. Doing, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of killing it. They're crushing it. Yeah. yeah so I mean, you're pretty close with yeah they, everyone in the band or just certain yeah, people. Yeah, I have a recording studio that Ian and uh, Jake and I own. Yes, you own it. Own it. There you go. Um, yeah. And. Uh, we pay rent. We rent it. <laughs> You're a proprietor. You're a proprietor. Uh, a proprietor yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I live with Bren, and uh, Sean lives down the road. Uh, we booked them. Uh, it's funny that you uh, people from Manchester and Hooks that uh, are interested in modern baseball because I happened to book a show for them in 2011, in 2012, at Nolan Manning and Brady Manning's house. <laughs> what? Uh, Whoa! That's another St. Catherine, St. Joe's. Maybe 16 people came. Wow. I booked a show for... Th- it's just really cool. When was that's this? when we first met. That was 2012, I think. I wasn't into them yet. Yeah. yeah. It, they had just, like, kind of... This was their first tour, and I booked a show at uh, uh, New Hampshire Institute of Art, yeah. and the dude just never showed up to open the venue. Uh, wow. So I had to find out. I was like, oh, shit. And I, they just pulled up, and I was like... The first thing I said to them, first time I ever meeting was like, hey, man, uh, venue won't open. I'm going to figure this out, and then walked away. And uh, so, yeah, we just... We went and played it. Nolan and, a, and Brady Manning's yeah. house in like the north end of Manchester acoustically for like <laughs> yeah probably like less than 20 people that sounds yeah. like a show where if you were lucky enough to be there that's a pretty that, awesome memory yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. and uh, now they're doing like like 2,000 people at a show yeah and it's just really fun and I'm so proud of them I've gotten the opportunity to play in the band a few times and yeah they just like they're doing really well for themselves how did how did the friendship 
there start? How did you guys meet or like who? That was the first time we. I hit them up because I really liked their record. My roommate Winthrop, um, was like, "Yo, you check this band out." And then I knew I was gonna be home for Christmas break, and they were looking for a date in New Hampshire, and I was yeah. like, "I could probably throw something together." And that's how it started. Yeah, and then they came and they stayed at my parents' house on uh, okay. right up by the the Pokes Library is yep. where I lived. Um, sitting at my parents' house, we watched all of R. Kelly's Trap in the Closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's and this then, sounds like a, a great weekend. Yeah, yeah and a yeah. great they, set the of days. The next day they just went off, and we just like me and Bren kept just like keeping in contact. And I'd book shows for him up in Connecticut, and he'd help us with shows in Philly. And wow, now we just lie and live together. Wow. So you guys, both you and Modern Baseball, you're set in in Philly. Yes. And I th- and it seems like a lot in the music press. There's like people who write about. The scene, the Philly scene, like so it's so good, dude. Do, okay, so here's so the question, and, and you're answering my question already, which is like, do you feel like are you down there, and that's like sort of a bunch of marketing hype, or do you actively feel a part of a? Scene? I don't even feel any marketing hype when I'm down there. Right. I just like there's like at least two great shows at night anywhere, awesome. any day of the wow. week. Uh, oh, so it's like Adam, Manchester, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Adam tried to go see Sheer Mag the other day. Showed up and the, the it was just sold out. It was out. capped, and I was like, "Whoa, that's like uh, like expected because they're amazing." But like, uh, like it was what it was like a weird night too. Wasn't it was it? like a what? It was Sunday night? No, it was a Friday. Oh no, Friday it was a fr- okay. Oh. It was a Friday night. It was at so like, It was like a two fifty gap. But like, still, like I showed up and I thought that I would be able to get in, and I wasn't able to, and it was just like. That's incredible. Like that's so great for them because I love that band. But yeah. uh, like I, I feel really lucky because I grew up like 20, 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia, and I still live there now. Um, but yeah, and just like yeah, rules, the dude. the scene there is just incredible. There are so many bands, and every like everything just seems super organic. Everybody just wants to make music. For More so, like music. make music rather than tour out of there. Like just like have a band in Philadelphia and play in Philadelphia. Yeah. I have countless friends that just love to do that. And there's just, I don't know, a list of few that we've been, I've been listening to Spirit of the Beehive a lot, Sun mm-hmm. Organ, uh, they rip, uh, Alex G is just like a huge, he really, like, I guess, so basically everyone that knew Alex G kind of before he got, have you familiar with Alex G? I've heard of Alex yeah. G. He gets, he's Alex gotten G? a lot of really positive press and he <clears throat> rocks and he was kind of just like everyone knew him, kind of like the way I feel about Pine Grove, it's like. You ever hear this band that like isn't that popular? And you're like, well, once the right people hear this, yeah. it's gonna be fucking unstoppable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening. Once Jake gives them a shout out, that's what happened with Pine Grove. Is happening with Pine Grove now, and I think what's happened with Alex G is just like, so it's just like Phillies get so many bands like that that you're just. Cold Foamers is a great band. Uh, gosh, there's Modern Hop Baseball, along. The Obsessed, Hop Along, Hop Along is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're from. So Philly. do you? Are you like Joe Reiner from Algernon Kip Walter plays in Hop Along as oh. well. As oh, you runs a that. great recording studio. That's right. Yeah. Room. Is, Men singers are from Philly. So is the world is a beautiful place a Philly band or are they Connecticut? They're, they're Connecticut, Connecticut, right? Connecticut, yeah. Right. They're okay. out of Pittsburgh now, I believe. So okay. they're Pennsylvania blood. Whoa. Uh, so they, hey, that's a cross state rivalry. <laughs> What's that like? That's like the Eagles going to play the Steelers at Heinz Field. That's right. I can only imagine. Did you see that Bernie basketball thing I posted on Facebook today? Yes. yes. I still think that was the funniest thing I've that done was, my entire life. That was amazing. That was pretty okay, that was It was really funny. We had a, de- a good Twitter yeah. conversation. About I, I, I would have kept going on those. I would have been dropping too. like George Mike in reference. For the reference, <laughs> for the reference the so, that, so that listeners understand what we're talking about. <laughs> and don't just... Th- we, it's like one of those Dimitri um, Martin things where he's just explaining the chart. And it's like right. no chart. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> so we, on, on Twitter yesterday, Sean posted a video of Bernie Sanders just 
hitting just shot after shot. Just five, a, six in a row. With, yep. with a beautiful, just Great like Bob over the, over the school head. form. It was oh, pistol it was Pete Maravich. Yeah. 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 And so we were talking about how the bank's always open for Bernie, and today uh, Cam capitalized on, <laughs> on on the on that that joke for uh, Bernie Banks economy. <laughs> yeah. It worked on a number of very levels. limited audience, but. Much more expansive than I expected. You got like thousands of likes, I think. Right? Yeah, something like that. That was great. Yeah. Um, so, who are your some of your major musical influences? I mean, this is this a big is, question. This is a huge question. I mean, obviously, you guys have a background in jazz. Mm. I mean, you listen to a lot of different music. Yeah. So, like, what would you say influences your writing specifically in sorority noise? Mine. Yeah. Uh, I love Regina Spector. She's like my favorite musician ever and songwriter, period. Uh, no hyperbole. Like, no. I know her catalog at like almost a collegiate level. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and she's just, I, it, I mean, I guess my influences don't really come through. I mean, I love, you know, brand new and I love just like punk and pop punk and emo in general. So, I mean, obviously, from the grand scheme of things I listen to, it, it does make sense. But I guess the people I focus on are real love Chet Baker. Uh, I really love Regina Spector, and uh... and I understand that Adam here is a Def Leppard fan. Am I am I wrong, or did is oh, that what you told yeah. me that at one point? He's a huge I'm a huge hair metal fan. <laughs> I love hair metal. Like, really? I I don't I don't know what it is about that music that draws me leather. to it. And probably the leather, <laughs> but just like I I've always loved that music. Just like it it it's just like. And it's so strange because I'm such. Fuck I'm, like I'm an a very by wasp. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like I'm. I'm a generally straight laced dude. Like, <laughs> laces out, Dan. Well, like, other than the fact that you're in like a, a punk band and like right. all that. You're stuff. wearing a leather like, jacket. But. Yeah, but you know it's all a sham. Um, <laughs> this is all a show. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> for the for the listening for only the listeners. portion of the thing. Um, no, I don't know. Sham. I I I've just always loved that music. I love how extravagant and over the top it is. <laughs> I've seen Steel Panther. I've seen Van Halen. Wow, it's just so fun. He got you, his phone snapped in half by a security guard I in a did. Van Halen concert. Thirteen, taking a video of the drum solo, and of course everyone around me is doing the same thing. And of oh, and of course there's a drum solo, guys. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get this. Um, and I'm I'm like 13, like taking a little video, you know. I, I have one of those phones that flips in both directions. I used to have too. Yeah, yeah. That is and correct. I had, I had it flipped open sideways for better better camera Wide screen. angles. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> And, you know, my friend's next to me taking a video. The door guy next to me is taking a video. And this security guard comes up and just rips my phone in half and goes, Come with me, man. I'm like, I'm 13. I'm shitting my pants. I'm like, oh, no, I've, I've done a terrible thing. <laughs> Well, you have. Turns out he wasn't a security officer. No one knew who he was, and just like <laughs> nothing <laughs> afterwards. That is come with me, man. <laughs> come with this, just a guy off the street. Yeah. You come out. You're playing the drum solo now. <laughs> like, I I saw in uh, high school. Um, I saw Ario Speedwagon, <laughs> Sticks. Oh, this is Meadowbrook and Def Le Oh, not Meadowbrook. No, this was the Verizon. Uh, wireless arena. Now the SNU arena. The SNHU arena. Yeah, did you know yep. about that? No. It's now named after Southern New Hampshire University. But, a non-profit institution. But um, <laughs> big friend of the pod. And, uh, friend of the pod. And the writer of the pod. Yeah, and, and I am employed by them, That's as it true. turns out. And um, But yeah, I saw that. 
So that that would have been an ideal show for. Oh, yeah. Unless I don't know if you like Ari. I love Sticks. I would I would have had a good time. Sticks is like an <laughs> incredible band. Yeah. Yeah. I, Sticks is so good. Tough the song three. Best of Best of Times is great. Yeah. Uh, obviously, comes out of the way just because it's like a true rock anthem, and then yeah, Renegade. Renegade oh, is such a good awesome. fucking song. Renegade's yeah, a gem. Because like, it starts with the choir, and it's also in Billy Madison. <laughs> what more better the two things than you have? Well, if it's a stick Grand song. Grand Illusion, that's a great stick song. If it's song a stick too. song, it's in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> that's the bottom line. <laughs> that's just like... Yeah, can see, they, uh, what's the... Uh, lady. La- okay, yeah, that's That song rules, too. too. Yeah, Sticks is great. I, I did not expect to be talking about Sticks, but I'm no. not. This is great. Sticks. The best of <laughs> this is beautiful. So good, dude. <laughs> uh, when I'm alone with you, that's fucking great lyric, dude. Gavin something is his name. DeGraw. That's yeah, it. DeGraw. <laughs> I saw Gavin DeGraw. Uh, I was so I've seen the Bare Naked Ladies five times live. Uh, really, five yeah, times? Nice. Pre chariot. If I had a million dollars, I'd do the same. Pre, pretty pre chariot era. Gavin, DeGraw. I saw Gavin DeGraw open at the Verizon Wireless Arena for Bare Naked Ladies. Wait, did you just say? Did you just say without irony the phrase pre chariot Gavin DeGraw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's one of the best sentence like phrases I've ever heard. <laughs> Of course, right. I hear. Oh, yeah. oh, you mean his only popular? <laughs> no, song? no, he has one other he, one. Here's that one that's I don't want to be. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how can I forget? Yeah, that, so. so he's got. He has to have another one after that. Then he changed his name to Jason Mraz, <laughs> and then <laughs> and now he just goes by Jason Mraz. But uh, we sing, we dance, we steal things, or whatever that album is called. With the yeah. Anyway, so here's a transition for you. A, a seamless transition. Um, what? <laughs> this has nothing to do with Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> oh, shit. Because here's the thing. I don't know, like, as much as we actually considered having a Gavin DeGraw podcast <laughs> just alone, but we, we started to kind of, like, do the wireframe for how the episodes would look, even, and we did it sustain two. <laughs> we had one about Chariot. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to your albums. So, like, you had your most recent album, Joy Departed, was featured on kind of a lot of, like, end-of-year lists. Yeah. Um... From, well, well reviewed by yeah, Pitchfork. Pretty well received. Like, you see God's list. No. Yeah, God put one out. It's like top ten. We got top ten. Really? Is it the tweet <laughs> of God? <laughs> no, it's just God himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. He was like, "Yo, dude, congrats." He sent me a text. He was like, "Yo, man, good for you, dude. Like, you honestly made top ten. It was sick." What number were you? Uh, he didn't tell me. He was just okay. told me we were in top ten. Yeah, it's a pretty exclusive list. Heard it here God. first. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. So, like, what? What is it like experience? Like, do you care about that at all, or like? I think it's cool, but I don't think I'd be bummed if I wasn't on those lists. Right. Does that make any sense? Of course. Yeah. I like guess it's an yeah. honor. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, like the whole concept of like giving. We talked about this thing at the bar. Yeah. The first time we hung out was like the whole idea of like giving music a number or um, assigning value. Well, I think it certainly has its place, and I think it's important for people to uh, come to listen to new music as a list as a writer. I does no reflection of myself. Like, I'm not putting out anything that I think is a four or right. anything that's not deserving to be on someone's top ten list. So when you're particularly poorly reviewed by some critic... It shouldn't, yeah, it, wasn't, it wouldn't bother me. I mean, I'll probably be like, that was pretty mean. <laughs> or, like, or like, they said something that I didn't appreciate in terms of, like, a lack of, you know, maybe not actually giving the record the listen I would hope that they gave it and yeah. missing out on some things that I guess maybe I, I thought that would come through in probably the one to two listens that the reviewer gave it. Well, the thing I always think of when I think of like those kinds of situations with critics and, and being on into your list and stuff, it's like the idea of you know, you're putting yourselves out there 
you're putting this thing you made out there and sort of showing that we've actually been Sean and I talk about this all the time now we're like this is the first time we've really tried anything like that with this podcast and it's like we have friends listening and like they'll come back and be like oh I like the podcast but this oh I like these parts but maybe you stop yeah. talking so much about Gavin DeGraw <laughs> and, and, and you know it's all well taken And but the, is there a part of do you guys feel like a sensitivity to stuff like that to like criticisms from friends or from anybody no I was criticized like so heavily like nearly my entire life I mean we both come from a world where like Jazz is probably like the most vibey, like type of music yeah. ever. So like someone's gonna look you in the eyes and you're playing jazz, and you're gonna also be playing, and they're gonna be looking in their eyes, are gonna be saying, "You are so bad, dude. I'm <laughs> so bummed that we have to play music together." Oh, yeah. And you're just play, you just still gotta be playing. So like yeah. criticism's never really meant much to me, just because I guess one for the music just comes from such a, I guess a personal place for me, whether that. That reviewer thinks it's organic, or maybe it's fabricated in what it's saying. You know, I know it's not, yeah. right, and I right. know that, so I don't need anyone to maybe say that it's not. So I, I guess I don't really don't read reviews often much. I guess just because I'd rather smart. I'd rather not know and rather mm-hmm. keep. I close my eyes every time we play a show, like the whole show. Almost my eyes are closed the whole time because really? I don't like looking to see how many people are there because I want my performance to be the same no matter if we're playing for 12 people at the Wildcat Den at University of New Hampshire t- right. tomorrow night <laughs> at 7.30 p.m. And you get... <laughs> we're going to get this posted. This is so the first time we've had a, a, someone on with something to plug. So you're, you're going <laughs> to get right. your plug. Don't yep. worry. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I guess I used to really worry. I guess I, when I was like in high school, I was sending songs I recorded to like 15 people at a time being like hey what do you think about this like I just wrote this new song in my bedroom and they would always say hey man that was really great <laughs> <laughs> and I would always be like oh thank you so much yep. so I never really got any criticism and it took myself to be like I was like now I think about it I'm like I want to like text those people and be like hey man I'm really fucking sorry you had like listened to like yep. age 16 <laughs> and we still have some recordings of like that that we'll like put on or just joke around with so I don't know it's you gotta be open to criticism, but at the same time, you gotta be steadfast in your decision to write and perform and be the music, the musician that you are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think some people do take it. The, I've had no people and have friends that that will take it very harshly. Like if they're to get a below a five on something, or if someone's to say like this just isn't good, it's like that they might get pissed. And I think it's just smarter just to not worry about it yeah kind of keep it at bay none of yeah. us really care I guess right no I definitely don't well we care. saw the we saw a couple like reviews that were poor specifically poor for sorority noise right and we were on an old great tour and we we're just kind of laughing about them because it's like okay <laughs> like yeah that's right. fine like the, yeah. you're entitled well, to your opinion sure. I don't like music too and you're laughing all the, ba- all the way to the bank listening to hair metal you're not <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, about exactly. critical critical yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah I think that uh, there's this place for it I think people are more than more than justified in doing so yeah. but to take into account I guess yeah just to circle around to take into that account when I'm writing music I think would be kind of ridiculous and totally inorganic if I'm thinking yeah. like how can we get a nine, or how can right. we get a uh, best album of the week? Like, well, how right. could we write an album that sounds like that? You know what I mean? So, right, absolutely, that makes sense. I mean, you you mentioned your writing coming from a really personal place. Is it weird for you to be playing a show and have people like singing back really personal lyrics that you've written? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the only answer. To that question. I know. I yeah, guess right, it yeah. is. Also, it's like weirder when no one's singing them back. Yeah. Because at that point, like, if I'm playing, like, like a song that's, like, really personal and quiet, maybe, and it's just me playing, and there's people just kind of staring at me, regardless, be it 12 to 
1200 it's kind of just like I just keep my eyes closed because I'm just like I don't really want to know what I'm doing this in front of and just mm -hmm. like I want to just exist the way I am so mm -hmm. it does get weird but I'm also incredibly grateful that anyone would come see us play let alone sing along you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I, I, I guess I'm in no place to like say if it's like soup like weird because I'm just like always so happy and yeah. like grateful that you know someone from wherever they are, are willing to sing words that you wrote kind of crazy yeah, <laughs> so sure. and like speaking of tour I actually was wondering if you had one example you could both weigh in too mm -hmm. like what's the craziest in a good way thing that's happened on a tour and the craziest in a bad way, or just best thing and worst thing that's happened to you while you've been touring. Because you guys have been touring for kind of a while now. Yeah. You've been, when you've I, been the everywhere. The first tour I ever went on was really cool. Uh, the first old great tour in like 2012, we played this show in uh, D.C. at this place called Little Man's Garage. And it was the first show I ever played where like people were fucking like having a good time and like singing along and like crowd surfing in this tiny garage there was like 80 people and it was so crazy to me and I still think that's like the wildest memory I have of like touring is just like that small moment where I was kind of like yeah this is crazy uh and so that was yeah Adam do you have a better one you probably have uh, well I mean for me Definitely. like for me I got really lucky because <laughs> Obviously, Cam and Charlie have been doing this. Cam, Charlie, and Ryan had been doing this for a year or two prior to me, like, touring and stuff. So they kind of dealt with all the, like, oh, man, like, we're in a minivan in, in Salt Lake City. We're playing to ten people for a nickel. And, uh, <laughs> court. Just got chased uh, out of town for sleeping with the farmer's dog. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm really lucky to, to say, you know, I've... I've had mostly positive experiences touring, and I th the, the one thing that I'll never forget is just like the the last minute thing that happened this past winter, where we got called in to fill in for Pup on the Modern Baseball tour. Um, it, it was we got that call what four thirty the day before we were supposed it's like to like four thirty p.m. It was like yo, so like. Stefan had to, like, hop off. Like, Stefan's really sick, and, like, so Pup might not be able to do the tour. Like, could you meet us with your band in Providence tomorrow <laughs> and do the next five days of this tour? And I was like, probably. And <laughs> as I said, probably, someone involved in our camp took that as a, yeah, they'll be there. <laughs> and so we have to scrabble together, like, Four people who all have different lifestyles that work jobs, and somehow we got it all to work. And That's awesome. Yeah. We those shows were so yeah, and cool. just that whole experience was unbelievable. Right, Webster Hall sold out. It was sold out like Webster the Hall. most people yeah. we've Where's ever Webster played. Hall? New York City. New York, New York like City. Man, it was like was that seventeen hundred people? Yeah, 1, it was sixteen, people. seventeen hundred people. And Scuff got to sing Mr. Brightside with Modern Baseball. Oh, I saw that video. <laughs> favorite songs of all time. That video is great, man. It That's warms so your heart. Cool. It, it, it like that like that video is me peaking. <laughs> Everything else is just downhill. Some people peak in high school. Some people. People peak seeing Mr. Brightside <laughs> on stage with like a couple bands. Yeah, exactly. so, it, we all peak at different times. But yeah, yeah. I guess worst, definitely my worst story memory is like far too dark to divulge. Yeah. <laughs> in like a public forum. <laughs> you could go with the more public facing version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
there's only there's really only incredibly <laughs> yeah, good only... and there's only incredibly bad. So Maybe we don't go there. There's no like mild bad. It's usually like scary bad. Yeah. <laughs> then... Touring's difficult because you're just you're just it like when you're in, a lot of times people will say that being in a band is like being in a committed relationship with however many band members you have, which is entirely true. But then once you're tour like when you're when you're in a relationship with someone, it's like oh you know we kind of live you know parallel lives. You know, we, we're doing the same things a lot of the time. We maybe live in the same spot, you know. We get together every once in a while, but when you live in a van together, <laughs> you all live the same life. And to get five people to live the exact same life is very difficult. Exactly. And we're lucky to have our group of people who, like, we overlook stuff and, you know, we're able to push through it. And, you know, we're, we're, a gen we, we're all friends. It, it works out in the end. Eric and I are like, confident that we could win. We could race anyone across America. Yeah? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You well, as long as you can smoke cigs in whatever vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, We're taking <laughs> the minivan. Otherwise, you're screwed. <laughs> we're taking the minivan. <laughs> we, we had this idea where we started 55. this, like, we started this ring, like, underground ring, where we, like, <laughs> start betting, like, $1,000 a trip. And then, like, wh whoever gets to San Diego first wins it all. Like, yeah. and then we find some people in San Diego to race us to New Hampshire, yeah. and we just keep. We, he was like, "Dude, we win like six, seven games." <laughs> <laughs> then we put ten thousand down. Then we win that. Dude, we got a fucking hell. Yeah. You guys, it sounds like you're in the money with that. So yeah, I don't know. Touring is crazy. It's so weird and stuff. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my sentence. So you yeah. mentioned your minivan. Do you do you legitimately sleep in the minivan? Like if, we have a or van. Do you like find places to like? Yeah, we have, that, have, the we have an actual lot. van. There's a distinction oh, okay. he's yes. pointing out. Not a minivan. We toured in the minivan. Okay. This was the we just got a adult van in mm. May. But up until then we've been touring in my nineteen ninety eight Chrysler Town and Country Hell minivan yeah. for like I that car's seen probably what, two and a half I guess lengthwise two and a half full US's. Not technically wow. two full US's, but yeah, it's been places. It's been around and uh it still exists, it's still going strong. But we got a real van, and we sleep there uh, sometimes if it's just like worth it. Because yeah. it's like I don't know, hotels are a hundred bucks. We could each keep fifteen dollars and like eat food a bunch the next day. <laughs> it sounds it's so like it's important. And if we could have four dollars donated to sororitynoise at gmail dot com, <laughs> then we could eat tomorrow too. And it's, it's not Wait, like the that. phone lines are open, <laughs> but we're it's taking like, donations. But you know what now. I mean? Like I would I, sometimes it's just like if it's like we're, if it's a twelve hour drive. And the only amount of time I'd be able to sleep would be like four hours. It's like fuck it, let's pull to a rest stop. Yeah. Let's just like it's gonna take me an hour to get into this place and an hour to get out. So there's no shame in sleeping in a vehicle, sure. especially because the fact that I get to sleep with the steering wheel. It sounds like so. it, it sounds like an experience that's like at, at kind of it could be incredibly frustrating, but like an awesome like adventure at the same time. Yeah, I mean like touring, I really have no qualms. I'm just so grateful to be on the road and have yeah. people come and support us. Is just always still to this day baffling to me. Yeah. So I, you could put me in a van, have me sleep on the sidewalk next to the van, handcuffed to the muffler, <laughs> fucking <laughs> naked and uh, uh, and on go. fire, and I would still be like, this is awesome. Like, hey, you heard it here first. This is a that's a guarantee. No <laughs> guarantee. Handcuffed to a muffler. No I'm, matter the situation. Ablaze. But yeah. I guess does that answer anything? That yeah, it yeah, answers many things. How yeah. are how are we doing for time? I think we're we're doing uh, pretty good, right? Yeah, I think we can probably finish up with a quick uh well, there's one more thing I want to get to, then let's then let's wrap up. Sure, yeah. How about that? Yeah. 
So you had mentioned, uh, are you guys good for time? Yeah, I'm just texting. Yeah, I just asked that because I think you're supposed to. That just sounds like that's, <laughs> like, that's a podcast that's host thing to do. Thank you. No, it is. I've heard Bill Simmons do that. We that we would go get a beer after this. Yeah, yeah. So right. we were, we were pretty. Yeah, high. we're chill. We're like on wherever you are. Yeah, I didn't know cool. if you were if you're like, good on time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Are you are you guys good on time? Oh, we, I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just talk till one two a.m. We'll be good. Chill. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like a hardcore history podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Carlin. Yeah. I still never finished one because yeah. they're too long. Dude, they're, they're so okay, long. Okay, the the best one to do. Is uh, what's the one? It's got the most black metal name for a podcast ever. Is it Prophets of uh, Doom. Uh, okay. Prophets of Doom. It's the, it's what like about four, Blueprint, Blueprint for Armageddon? That's there's like good five parts. One. It's the uh, the one I'm talking about. Prophets of Doom is only one. It doesn't have any parts. It's just four for, hours, and that's the whole story. For listeners, we're talking about another great podcast, probably half as popular as ours mm -hmm. <laughs> not the case a wildly successful podcast about um, history Dan Carlin's hardcore history very worth a listen uh -huh. if you're interested in a very deep take on, deep, on a history he doesn't take a breath no he no. doesn't and he says uh, things really cool yeah. he talks he in a cool oh way God. Yeah, he does. is he an influence he sounds like yes. the way the dude um, from Beach Slang sings like he, he draws you in that, that same way yeah. it's interesting you bring up Beach Slang because I had a different question I think I'm going to talk about Beach Slang's pretty rad aren't they yeah they're, they're great yeah. We saw them they're another Philly band yeah yeah Yeah. we saw them live at where was it uh, it was at Great Scott in, oh, wow. uh, Austin. in Austin yeah. yeah they're coming back right yeah they're going to be at the Sinclair that's we're, be great. we're going to go oh, venues. Cool. we're going so we saw them there and they're um, they're really blowing up lately they are yeah, and they so are. like their lyrics are so sincere to the point where it's like borderline embarrassing you know yeah. what I mean like it's like the ultimate in sincerity that seems like it's kind of there's like a movement towards that I mean do you feel like you're a part of that at all do you, do you yeah I think that lyrics should only be honest yeah uh I think that there's so much more. I, I have a lot of friends that, especially when it comes to writing lyrics, and it took me a long, long time to kind of come to terms with it, but, like, the more real and raw you are, the more people, not that you're aiming for people to relate to it, but if you want to say something, you should not dress it up. Yeah. You should just say, like, well, I'm... <clears throat> I, my clothes are so dirty and I'm tired and I just want to go to sleep. It's yeah. more relatable than saying... And in the late evening, I came home with a dusty coat. No and pretense. I, I, I desired a long night slumber. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't think that way. I think that my clothes are dirty. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. <laughs> that actually brought me to what my other question was, which was like, I was thinking about how before you released Using as a single, you had that sort of heartfelt, sort of open letter to fans and to, I guess, everybody, to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you really laid out on the line, like, and for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, Cam discussed some of his, some, I mean, maybe you want to take it, you kind of talked about some of your struggles with mental illness, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I've managed depression, and it's something I've tried to be vocal about at every show we play and talk about it, because uh, I think it's important to know that, you know, for the longest time I struggled with thinking I was the only one dealing with the things I was dealing with, and the the manic, the the episodes and the anxiety attacks and and not having full control of my body I thought it was my fault and to come to the ability to learn that it's not my fault and it's something I was born with and know that it's my job to help myself get in and out of those scenarios yeah. made me kind of want to let people know that that's like or whoever maybe one person we're playing doesn't know maybe they have a mental illness maybe it has them go see a therapist and, and check in and start taking care of themselves rather than um, dwelling on the negativities and start realizing that or start coming to terms with that 
yeah, it's always going to be bad, and you're always going to feel this way, but if you can, like, kind of embrace the better parts of it, it really, you're, it's worthwhile, and your life is worth living, so, I mean, we lost a friend, a mutual friend of our, a friend, a great friend of ours together, so, yeah. and it's just sad, to, it's so sad, and so, it hurts so much to see a life lost that I kind of swore to myself that I would do everything I could to help at least let people know what I've seen and that's incredible. That's our lives awesome. have been so yeah I sometimes I don't know I don't yeah so I figured some people when we play might think it's preachy but I don't know they can fuck themselves <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that, that's Agreed. that was yeah exactly the answer I was I didn't know if I was like it asking the question in, no, a, in a tactful way yeah. or not but no, yeah no, cool that's no. awesome yeah that's probably a good place to to wrap it up we do do a segment on the show every week. I mean, you guys listened. We do a listening. You guys are long time listeners. Big, <laughs> big friends of the pod. <laughs> we do. What are you listening to lately? Just to kind of give a shout out to something you know you might be into right now. You want to go first? So maybe yeah. a band or two, or an artist or two that you've been really digging on lately. People say digging on. Lately, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. I say it. Um, well, two two artists that I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to a ton of Sheer Mag. They're a new band from Philadelphia. They have two EPs out. They're just old school rock and roll, and it's just incredible. They're playing. They're playing like Primavera and Coachella now. Whoa! And, it's, and like it's incredible. So it's they're, a, they're it's about to be like a huge, huge. They're video. incredible. Heard it here so first. Good. Have you ever, have you checked them out? No. no. After this, we'll put them on. I think yeah. we'll. I think you'll both fucking love them. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Band awesome. the Flames is probably the, the oh, one song that's like easiest to awesome. like. The music video is. Brilliant! Mm -hmm. They're awesome. Great band. And then the other artist I've been listening to a lot that my friend turned me on to was uh, Kimbra, which okay. uh, yep. is an like uh, she's Australian, right? Yep. Uh, pop artist, very like in the vein of Michael Jackson oh, and cool. stuff like that. She's unbelievable, and I've just been listening yep. to her like nonstop. She was on uh, what song? She was a guest she's on somebody, some song. It's somebody, somebody I used to know, yep. right? By oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that yeah, yep. that's yeah. where she yep. kind of like got her recognition, yep. and now. You know, she put out two records, and now I think whatever her next thing is will be the thing that, be like, the thing. Okay. that yeah. like puts her at like pop fame. Gotcha. Like, That's cool. That That's really thing. cool. Cam, um, any for you? Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, about two weeks ago, I got to meet uh, a friend named Julian Baker, and I've saw her twice that week, and she is. And I went to New York and saw her in Eskimo play uh, a few days later, and she's. One of the most genuine people I've ever met, and such a just a great person, and let alone an, an incredible songwriter. And she has a new record out that I can't recommend enough. I, she's like songs that I like. The wild thing is like some of the songs are like songs that I couldn't bring myself to write, and to hear someone do it so much better than I could have ever done it is just so beautiful and like. I don't know, and she's uh, she's so great and she's so nice and her music is so good and she's so honest and she's so young and I just think she has a lot of potential and she's gonna do some really she's doing a lot of the same festivals this year, man. She's gonna do some really great stuff. So I've definitely been listening to her a lot of the past two or three yeah, months. I, I can second that. Her her new album's um Sprained Ankle. Ankle was one of our top twenty five oh, of, heck yeah. of twenty fifteen. Yeah. So we, we talked about her actually on our first podcast. Which was um, nigh unlistenable. It, yeah. <laughs> it was alright. It, right. it, it was hard to listen. It was just it was us saying our top twenty five best albums of the year. Of the year. You guys were it on was, it. 
It was, oh, you guys yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah, it was on it. Modern Baseball's EP was on it. Yeah. Uh, Julian Which Baker. Is, dude, their new EP is so good. It's awesome. Not new, but yeah. how yeah. long ago they came out. Yeah, but yeah, Julian Baker, yeah. that album is... What's what's the... It's good. You guys, yeah, you guys are going to have a lot of fun. You're going to love... They announced that record, though, right? Holy yeah, Ghost, they've right? talked. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, do you know when that's coming out? Can I have no idea when it's coming out. Do we have intel? I was just texting just texting me to ask if we had to pay for heat. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that Julian Baker album's awesome. You want to talk about personal lyrics. That's, yeah, she's that's brilliant. Good. I was like, just yeah. raw. Like, that's, Sean, do we want to do what we've been listening to lately? Yeah, I mean, I, I've yeah. yeah, I've gotten into a ton of stuff. I mean, I listened to the new Rihanna album. I've taken a way deeper dive into Animal Collective. We're seeing them ooh, in 10 ooh. days in Portland. Strawberry Jam? Oh, yeah. I, I That's obviously a great album. I've been going even further like back. Like the Manatee one? Campfire songs and yeah. like some of those, just to figure out what like those are all about. Like when you can like hear them doing acid on like oh, a yeah. cement floor in a Brooklyn park and like I was one actually, I was reading an interview <laughs> and I think A.V. Terra was like, yeah, I was just so high recording this album, I like don't even really remember. Yeah. Kind, of a Dave, kind of a David well, Bowie like... Station to station, station to station, thin white Duke thing. That doesn't sound anything like the Animal Collective I know. <laughs> Animal Collective are they're straight edge, right? They're like you uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. Bono the Edge and AB Tear. Um, so I've been doing a deep dive on them, but who I really want to shout out is Dive in their new mm-hmm. record. Uh, is the is R, which is just a convoluted yeah, title. Yeah, just gibberish. It's awesome though. <laughs> we were talking earlier about just how rock and roll and like guitar music maybe isn't the focus as much mm. anymore what Zach Cole Smith and, and those guys are doing with just like kind of the shoegaze melodic guitar yeah. is awesome I've been listening to that album on repeat since it came out last week I really highly like it recommend well. it jump in real quick Pile 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 always Pile Pile, pile. pile. always pile. pile Best Pile best Mostly band. Pile Mostly listen, just Pile Listen to the band Pile yeah. is, is what <laughs> I'm getting from this pile? side of the room I oh. have a little bit and I did like it Yeah I sent you them last time you we did, yeah. They rock Dude, we listened to a couple, two, there were two or three roll. albums. Yeah, they are rock and roll. I, I gotta do. I gotta check them out. If you worry about more. where rock and roll is going, look up their new album. With uh, not I, even I go for dripping. Magic isn't real. Jerk routine. All three of them are incredible mm, records. The new one, you're better nice. than this. Fantastic. Nice. Um, and they just always rock. And they've been rocking since like 2010 or <laughs> 2008 nice. or 2000, whenever they started. Since always. And they're definitely worth checking out. Nice. So they're another band that I feel like Adam and I and really yeah. everyone that. Like we hang out with just always Anyone listening to them. Yeah. Well, well speaking of, of rock music, of rock and roll music, <laughs> um, one of the bands I've been getting into, well, one album I've been getting into, it's actually it's an old band that started as a hardcore punk band and became a rap trio, the Beastie Boys. Um, mm-hmm. I've been getting into Paul's Boutique. This album so We listened so to Paul's cool. Boutique in the van today. Yeah. That album's so good. Oh, it's amazing. I, I, a real fat ass. Yeah. yeah. That, I, okay, so <laughs> the stuff they're doing on there with the production... Like you, first of all, wouldn't get away with now because they have songs that have that sample like eight Beatles songs. Yeah, yeah, that's what the sound of science is. That <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. It's like the yeah, it's like too Sergeant many Pepper Beatles songs. Just, it's too many to yeah, be you legal. You can't do that. They got no. away with it back yeah, in eighty nine. Yeah, I remember looking up the samples list on that on like when I was really into ball like. Probably, I guess I dug into that record like maybe six months ago and like really got into it. And I oh, Jam's ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> this like what, like uh, acclaimed hip hop record from 1985. <laughs> yeah. I'm so ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm their fan that I've always been like, yeah, Beastie Boys, they're great. So I like, I just took a, like a couple months back. I was like, I'm going to 
really dig into them because they're incredible musicians. Yeah, too. well, I'd never done the Beastie Boys thing. I never took the time to get into it. I still haven't gotten into like all their material. Johnny Ryle's a great song. Johnny Ryle's awesome. And uh, and Hey Ladies was the hit. On that hey record. Ladies yeah. is, is I think my favorite. Is it the hit? Of course, it's the hit, and it's my I thought, favorite. Isn't it, no, what's the other one that sounds like they're saying you should be saying Hey Ladies with the Led Zeppelin riff? Um, she's crafty. Yeah, I oh, always think it's like. Because I think that she's crafty or hey ladies, the way they say either one could just be hey replaced. Ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's a dude. But Paul's boutique, I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. If you like, honestly, music and just, like, <laughs> I was gonna say if you like it's, rap, but it's I not would really say that like, it's just like an essential listening album. It is. Like, it's on crazy. the same wavelength where like Heart of Gold by Neil Young is and, and yeah. stuff like that. Like it just you gotta listen. It's like a fucking call of the wild. And and, and you'll you'll be picking up on just ear candy that you recognize from music through. Like just decades of rock music, and their drum loops are so good. It's too. awesome. It's great. Cool. Is that is that the end? I think that's, have... I think. Did you want to? Do you want to do the, some quick hits? Just yeah, really we want to. We want to try one more thing. We're we're gonna do a quick uh, a, a lightning round session. Okay. Here. Which we've never done because we've never had guests. Never had guests. Because <laughs> we're in the single digits of episodes. This is our ninth <laughs> episode. So lightning round right here. We're just gonna do some easy, you know, this or that, one word answers. So Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, I think that's an easy answer. So it's this, gotta be I right. love the Stones. Right. I yeah, it's like but not I, a fair question, but it's a question. It, uh, right. For some people, it's it, Beatles. I mean, if it's Rolling Stones. <laughs> 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 hey, you both answered Beatles, but some people would say Beatles. No, but I think some people do actually. Stones are great. I've been listening to Let It Bleed a lot recently. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Great uh, that's part of their like great four straight just <clears throat> masterpieces. A cool thing to yep. do also is to, uh, if you look up Isolated Vocals, Forgive Me Shelter. What's her name? Mer- 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 she was pregnant, right? I don't remember. She was like six months pregnant when she was recording that. Wow. Is she the same female vocalist who? Don't quote like... me on that, but like, uh, I'm pretty sure she. Was. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, everything on here is legally binding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You listen went... podcast exclusive. Yeah, so. you went in and said it. No, but so is she the same vocalist who sang on "Great Gig in the Sky" by Floyd, or is she a different oh, one? I, I don't know. I don't know. But either could way, be. could be. If you want to hear a really bad version of that song, you should look up "Great Gig in the Sky" fish. This is perfect. <laughs> it's, I was like, really wanted to get into fish a little couple years back. I was like, I'll give them a shot. And then I was like, oh, where did they do? Great, get the sky cover. It'll be easy. Yep. And then Trey, like, does the, like, vocal solo. And it's just, like, really not that great. Wow. The, the next on our list is favorite sport to watch. If you had to pick. And maybe you don't like sports. And that's uh, an acceptable yeah, you like answer. sports, right? I, well, yeah, I like to watch sports. I like, I like watching hockey. Hockey, hockey and football. I'm probably gonna go with football just because I think it's like the violence. Yeah, I just love football. But I, I think what a lame Super Bowl though, right? It was like so bad, really badly, poorly played. It was not. Everything. I think the Patriots would have fucking destroyed if they made it. I think yeah, there's something to be said there. I don't know because the Panthers could do nothing. No, I, but maybe that, it's that, that Broncos defense. defense is just Von Miller's a beast. Yeah, he's incredible. He's a beast. Um, all right, here's here's a good one. Kendrick or Drake? Kendrick. Kendrick. Okay, for me, that's easy, too. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick. Kendrick's, Kendrick's doing no so many great things. He, Not yeah, that Drake isn't doing things, but I think Kendrick's focusing on broader issues. And, oh, it's and, more and important. Opening more of a world to Agreed. listeners. Agreed. Now, this one, my answer will have changed after a Twitter incident last night. <laughs> Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Genius, egomaniac. I definitely, last night, went to egomaniac. That tweet he tweeted fucking sucked. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, Kanye... Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That's fucking... I was so bummed. He tweeted out Bill Cosby innocent. I was just like, Kanye, no. Like, that's not what people, like... No. Oh, that's what that was about? That was just his take on the situation? Yeah, he was like, he's innocent. I was like, dude, I... 
first of all, I thought he was smarter than that. Like, even if he thinks that, don't fucking say it. Yeah. I thought he was more self-aware. I uh, guess not. Yeah, I don't know, man. That sucked to see, and I, like, definitely, like, supported him in the past, and I think that his music is great, and I don't think any of us can dispute that. No. But it definitely will deter me from purchasing the new record in a highly... Like, unless, yeah, I don't really, I think that he lost a lot of records, like, sales, just by alienating an audience of people that he didn't respect, and also, I mean, 50 Women came forward for that. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah, and I didn't know what that was all about. I saw him tweet that, and at first, I kind of forgot about it, because I figured, I was like, oh, maybe there was some, like, ruling that he saw. And, well, like, they, ruled, they ruled that he was innocent, I believe. That's why he oh. tweeted that, and I just think it's still fucked up. Or someone stopped moving forward on the case. So, do you guys think that Kanye, and here's the, the question we had, is he genius or egomaniac? What do you think? Is he a genius like he thinks, or is he? do you think he's just too full of himself? I also know that there's so much behind-the-scenes stuff that goes yeah. on in the recording and mixing. So, like, you know, production-wise, I don't know if he's the mix engineer on fucking My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, so he probably could have handed them, like, he was like, hey, here it goes. And then they, like, you know, the mixing engineer may have to do a lot of fixing up. So, like, he, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that they do collaboratively with people and producers that weigh heavily on the musicianship and the, the skill. So I don't, maybe I, maybe not as much of a genius as he leads himself to believe. I still think there's a lot of musical genius in him. Yeah. But I don't, I definitely at this point think that he's become more about himself and less about the people. I mean, he's the same person that... Ten years ago, said on national television, George Bush hates black people. And yeah. For him to tweet something like that is kind of like, I mean, I'm in no place because I, I I'm neither um, the woman in this case or uh, uh, anything really. I just like think that I think that he's like kind of like regressed in his standpoints, yeah. and I think that he used to to be vocal for a lot more positive things, and I think now he's just let his head get to him, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and just started saying things that aren't necessarily dope or kosher. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Things that I appreciate. <laughs> Adam, do you have a take on Kanye West? I've never really fucked with Kanye. Okay. Like I like, he put out some good music. I've never really liked how he like carries himself, especially after the thing last night. It's like okay, well, like <laughs> I like certainly isn't gonna sway me to support him now. So like. I, I don't I just don't particularly care for him. There you go. Uh, ego yeah, man, egomaniac is yeah. a perfectly acceptable answer in yeah. this in this question. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably it. That's about oh, it, man. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So yeah. Much. Of course. This, this was awesome. This is really cool. And if you guys are ever around again, which I hope you will be, because you were born and reared here, like <laughs> a mile away. <laughs> yeah. So. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely come back on. Open invite. Whenever you guys want to come back Thank on, you so much. this would be great. So show tomorrow at UNH in Durham, seven PM. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Durham, New Hampshire. We're gonna Durham, New Hampshire. I mean, our, our oh, audience is. Are, I think oh, we're gonna, gonna be there. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. be there. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, our audience is global, so not everyone's, <laughs> true, not everyone's gonna, gonna, gonna turn out. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, hey, dude, we're on Stitcher. That's right. Yeah. And iTunes pending. Yep. So that's uh, awesome. That yeah. rules. Yeah. I mean, you. You don't have to do anything to get on. You just, <laughs> <laughs> you just tell them. You just like you just apply, and they're like, "All right, yeah. cool, you're on." Yeah. It took three days for yeah. us to get on Stitcher. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. This is yeah. great. This was awesome. Was awesome. Thank Until you. next thanks time. Thanks. What were you saying? Thanks for having us. Oh, I cut Cam off. I feel like a jerk. It's all right. It's all right. We'll well, that's it, it for this time. week. Yep, yep, that's it. See you guys next week. Bye.
they're, just being they're fun. Well, dude, you they're came a lot to, of fun. You came to our, Remember that game to your our football company thing? football. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. was awesome. He said you had like a couple touchdowns. You had a good game. I I didn't I didn't play a bad. We were like fucking Flutie and fucking Bledsoe out <laughs> we, there, dude. We had two touchdowns, <laughs> two one play drive, Jake to Cam touchdowns. Um, both one of them was a game winner. <laughs> one of them wow. won the game. Yeah. I almost like wish that I so I wanted to play football at Central like yeah. low key kind of. Basically, I just wanted to play football because I didn't really fucking did not want to be in the marching band. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, but then I saw so Danute was like somehow a rare case. But when I went to, to I told the instructor I was like, hey, like I'm gonna join the football team. Like uh, it was like sophomore year I think. Yeah. And I was like I'm gonna play football. So like, I just want to let you know to like not factor me into the like halftime show. He's like, I mean obviously you. Still be marching, just like it's cool. Like if you just wear a uniform, yeah. And I was like, okay, one thing I don't want to do less than already be at the marching band is play on the football team and then march in my football garb. Yeah, yeah. dude, that would not be just menacing with the tenor saxophone. That would definitely not be ideal. No, 